Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! Good morning. It is my privilege to share God's Word with us today. And my name is Bess. Um, I'm one of the leaders at Axe London here. But as um, Michelle has mentioned, I'm also a PhD student. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And the first time I've actually ever preached here, I shared about my journey uh, towards how God provided for my PhD, for me to be able to start my PhD. And now I'm actually almost finishing. Yeah, this is my fourth and final year, and I have a couple of months left. Thank God for the extension. And I've come to realize that throughout my PhD, God's been working in me through some heart issues. Not hard issues, well, they can be hard, but heart issues, right? And all of us have our different heart issues. You know, when I first started my PhD, I felt out of place. It's funny, right? God put me there, told me this is where he's placed me in, but I felt out of place. I felt inadequate, and I started, what I started to do, I started comparing to my peers. I started comparing to my seniors, and I started asking questions like, you know, why can't I be like them? I started asking questions like, if I were them, what would I do in, their, in this position? Let's say I'm doing an experiment, and I would ask myself, if I were them, what would I do? You know? I started looking at them, and it came to a point where even when I do mess up, um, you know, we, we make mistakes, we, things sometimes don't work out, especially in research, you know, my PhD friends would know that things always don't work out. <laughs> well, they, yeah, they won't always work out. And, and when that happens, I will beat myself up. I will say, why, why am I not good enough? And I don't know if you guys can relate. <laughs> I'm sorry I started on such a low note. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was, at one point I was paralyzed by this comparison. I became unmotivated to even go to work because, hey, I, I don't fit in. Yeah. I'm not meant to be there. Although God told me that I'm meant to be there. Yeah. But, you know, these different thoughts that, you know, I just started harboring in my heart, and what did God say to me? And even as I was preparing to preach to you guys today, what kept repeating in my heart was, stop comparing. Stop comparing. And if you are taking down notes, the title for my message today is, Stop Comparing. Amen. Amen. Oh yeah, I need to pray first before we continue. <laughs> Our help comes from God, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for you, Lord. We thank you that you love us. We thank you for your word, Lord. And even as we hear from you today, Lord, would, even when I preach, Lord, would you hide me behind your cross? Use me as your mouthpiece, Lord, and um, let your word, Lord, don't just speak into our minds. Don't let it just come into our heads and just pass through as information, but Lord, let your word transform our hearts, Lord, today. We pray, Lord, that 
um, you will do a work in us, Lord. Would you search our hearts, Lord, for the different issues that we need to work on? And Lord, we just pray that you take over, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So yeah, the title of my message today is Stop Comparing. And to be able to stop comparing, let us answer three questions today, yeah? So the first question being, why do we compare? You know, every time we want to kind of tackle a solution or a problem, sorry, we go to the root cause, right? We try to look for the root cause of it. And so today we're going to understand the root cause of why we compare, right? And it's pretty simple. It's because all of us want to be better. Am I right? We compare ourselves to different standards because we want to become better. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with comparison. And to be honest, it's it's so inbuilt in us that it happens like it's like breathing. Sometimes you, you don't even have to think about comparing to start comparing sometimes. Am I right? Yeah, yeah and studies have shown that more than 10% of our thoughts involve comparison of some kind. And if I can give an example, you know, on Wednesday, we had homes. Who was at homes? Give a hand. Yeah. Yeah, we were at homes and we had uh, more new people joining us. So we had to go around doing introductions. Yay to new people coming to homes, right? And we were going around introducing ourselves and also sharing a fun fact about ourselves. And for some reason, as we were sharing the fun fact, you know, one person goes, I'm a ballet dancer. One person goes, um, what else? Uh, I can knit and stuff like that. And then we started sharing and started, actually started comparing. You know, like, actually started comparing like, oh, that person's fun fact is much more interesting than mine. And, you know, these are things that we do without even thinking. And, yeah, we tell ourselves... And there's nothing wrong with that, but what happens, uh, why is comparison dangerous? How does it become dangerous is when we put our standard in the wrong place. We think that there's only that one standard we need to compare to and follow. And we start to make it our idol. You know, like when you keep looking to something, it basically becomes an idol and we start putting our worth in it, yeah. right? We start worshipping it, yeah. you know? Worship is putting your worth in, um, worth in something. Yeah. That's why you worship something, right? Yeah. And, you know, maybe, well, for me, it was my senior who is talented, who is amazing in everything she does, who is knowledgeable. Maybe for you, it's a friend as well, your peer, who's scoring 100% all the time. Maybe you're that peer. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Um, or it could be an Instagram account that you're following, right? An influencer who's, you know, has the perfect body or, you know, is traveling every day, everywhere, and you're like, I also want to travel. I want that kind of success, right? And maybe... You are so used to being compared to even your whole life. You know, coming from an Asian background, I'd say. <laughs> For myself, I've been compared to, you know, your, your mom's friends, kids. And you're like, why is she better than you? <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, 
So yeah, but the problem with comparing is when we try to follow and fulfill those standards that we're not meant to follow, yeah. right? And sometimes when we keep following, we end up lost. Yeah. And not just that, we follow people, you know, people that may not even have it all together, right? Um, let me give you an example. After I flip the page. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sometimes people may seem all put together. They may, um, and we go to them as the standard. Yeah. But actually, they are as clueless. Like, maybe you look to your friend and you're like, oh my gosh, they know it all. What am I? I'm just this potato. <laughs> right? But, but they seem all put together, but they're also clueless. One example is this. Um, you know when you go traveling sometimes, or you've been a tourist yourself, um, you go to these like iconic places, and sometimes you don't have like your maps with you or your GPS with you, and you have no idea where you are. So what you do is, the best thing that you can do is to, to try to follow someone. You know, you follow a tourist yeah. that, okay, everyone's kind of going this way. Let me follow this yeah. tourist and just uh, go. That maybe they will bring me to where I need to be. Yeah. If anything, they will bring me to, like, an amazing, beautiful place, right? Yeah. Um, and then to know that, actually, maybe they are following you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> maybe they're as clueless as well. They're like, oh, we don't know where we're going, but they seem to know what they're doing, yeah. right? So let's look back at them and, and see where they go, but yeah, so, um, and for myself as well, like, but for many years, I would look to this senior or my professor as the standard yeah. to find out that actually I'm probably the only person who knows my research best, wow. and actually uh, they are as clueless um, when I don't know something they, they probably won't know. Something that's what I mean, <laughs> um, but and the world seems to know that science. Uh, the world seems to think that science kind of knows all, but you know, as my PhD friends would probably agree with me, <laughs> that to be able to do a PhD, you have to accept the fact that you know nothing. <laughs> you you literally have to accept the fact that you know nothing, because everything that we do every day is you know you have a hypothesis. And then uh, you're, it's either a correct hypothesis or a null hypothesis. Have you guys been there before? Like you do your science and then you set a hypothesis and then you have to say, yeah, the hypothesis is true or the hypothesis is null, yeah. something like that. And it's a guessing game. Uh, it's trial and error. And um, even the world leading scientists will probably tell you that we don't know the answer, right? But who has the answer? The only answer, the only person who knows everything in the world and is, is Jesus, is God. Amen? So this comes, uh, I'm coming to my second question. Who should we compare ourselves to? Wow. Right? I think I kind of spoiled the answer for you. But <laughs> to help us understand better, let's turn to Genesis chapter 1. Verse 26 to 27. Are you guys there? If you're there, say a good amen. I'll wait a bit more. Or if not, if you don't have your Bibles, you know, it's right up here as well. All right. 
Cool, let's read. Cool. <clears throat> Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 27. Then God said, Let us make men in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on this earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Amen. Amen. We are created in God's image. And what does the word image mean in Hebrew? With the help of XTV. In Hebrew, the word for image is selem. I'm probably butchering the <laughs> pronunciation. But it comes from the root word cell, which means shadow. Right? And we all have our shadows, right? When we are under the sun. And what does our shadow do? It imitates us. Right? It imitates us, and if it doesn't imitate you, it's probably another plot for like another horror movie. <laughs> I, yeah, that won't happen. Uh, yeah, so our shadows imitate us, and Genesis uh, chapter 1, verse 26 says this, that we are also created according to God's likeness. And the word for likeness in Hebrew is dimut, which means similar to, resembling, or in the pattern of, right? So who, we are created to imitate God, amen? And we are created in his resemblance to act like him, to become more like him, and that's the standard we should live by. If we are to compare to anyone, we should compare to God. And because we are like God's copy, pretty much. You know, I'm picking... I started picking up knitting again. It's one of my hobbies that I do to, you know, um, to relax. Uh, <laughs> when I have time to relax, um, I'll pick up knit, uh, my, my knitting gear. And I'm, well, I call myself quite a beginner still. And so I tend to copy someone's pattern. You know, like actual knitting designers like pros, they, they make their own designs and knit. But as a beginner, I would copy someone else's work or pattern. And as I copy, you know what I do? I compare. I compare to the original. And that's what we're made to do. We're a copy of God. So let's compare back to God, right? Let's compare back to Him. Yeah. And you're like, but God is so amazing, <laughs> right? How do I compare to God? And Romans 3, verse 23 to 23, uh, 26 says this, that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But it continues, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by His blood through faith to demonstrate His righteousness because in His Forbearance, God has passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Yeah. Amen. God loves us so much that he sent his son Jesus to die for our sins. And even though we have 
sin and fall short of the glory of God, we are not separated from God. And who shall we imitate God? We feel like, oh, we're not good enough. But Jesus is God who came to earth as man, yeah. right? Uh, Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1. Imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. So, friends, let's imitate Christ, right? And we can imitate him because, hey, he's God who came on earth. He's been through all the emotions that we probably have been through or have not been through or hopefully will never have to go through. And he, you know, he was betrayed. He was falsely accused. He was told by his closest family that he was not good enough. And we can imitate him because he's been through it all. Amen? Amen? So look to him. Whenever you feel like you're not good enough, whenever you feel like you, you, you don't know what you're doing, look to Jesus. Whenever you feel like you're comparing to people because everyone else seems to be know all, know more than you or be better than you, hey, look to Jesus. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Isaiah 26, verse 3 to 4. If you're there, can we all turn? Are you guys still with me? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Cool. It says this. You will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for in Yah, which is short for Yahweh, the Lord is everlasting strength. Amen. Amen. When you put your mind in the right place, which is in Jesus, you will not only stop comparing, you will have peace. You will continue to trust, right? That the one who created you knows all. Amen? Maybe for some of us, you're thinking, hey, I think I'm doing okay. I, I feel like I'm better than my peers, better than people around me. You know, thank God for the blessing. Amen? But let's ask ourselves, are we imitating Christ? Are we imitating Christ? Don't put your standards in the world's standards. Come on. Who should we live by? Who should we live for? That's Jesus. Where everything in this world will fade away, successes, the good looks. You're not going to bring your good body into heaven, right? <laughs> your accolades, your PhD, whatever title, you know. The only one that truly matters is Jesus. Ask ourselves, where do our priorities lie? We might think that we're in a good place, but that good place, does that good place have God in it? Right? If it is further from God, guys, that's not the place. That's not a good place. Yeah. Colossians 1, verse 16. I don't know if I gave XTV this verse. Sorry. <laughs> says this. 
You can turn with me. Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. For by him all things were created that in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things, including us, were created through him and for him. Guys, we are created for him. We are created in his image. So let's copy him. Let's compare ourselves to him and let's live for him. Amen? Amen. So question number three is this. How do we stop ourselves from comparing to the world standards, right? If all of that was not enough, which <laughs> if you haven't gotten that, understand this. While our journeys all may look similar, we're all not meant to have the same journey. You may be going through the same course. Well, maybe you're all, most of you here are studying in the university, yeah. right? We're all students. But what we go through each day, what, God, what journey that God will bring us through each day, it's not going to look the same. Yeah. So why, why compare? Why should we compare? Psalm, um, let's turn to Psalm 139, verse 14 to 18. Amen? If you're there? Amen. Cool. <clears throat> Let's read. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they were all written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there, there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I am awake, I am still with you. Amen? Amen. Come on, guys, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And the psalmist says, what does he say? That, if you go, yeah, that my soul knows very well. Does your soul know very well that you are fearfully and wonderfully made? That are, you are unique. You are made. And what does the psalmist continue to say? That, Next verse, that your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they all were written the days fashioned for me. God already knows your story. He's already given each and every one of us our story. So we don't have to look around. And the story that he gave us is the best story you can ever have, right? Amen. So if whenever you feel like you're not good enough, Whenever you feel like you don't have it all, remember you are uniquely, fearfully, and wonderfully made by the God who loves you, whose thoughts are in abundance for you. He thinks 
so much before he even formed you. Yeah? And with that said, we're all made to go through different journeys. And it might look, you think it might look similar, but it's, it's not the same. Another example is this. We are, you know, we are all made from cells, right? <laughs> cells, billions, trillions of them. And all of us were formed from one single cell, right? And that's called a zygote. And this cell, it will continue to divide and divide and divide and divide. And all these cells, they look similar. But, but to form an embryo, to form an, a fetus, they have to go through different journeys, right? Different cells will get different um, environmental signals to know that they need to go through this journey, to know that they need to form, you know, your spine, your hands, your feet, your nose, your eyes. And if that one cell didn't commit to that journey that has been set for them, you're not going to be the whole you, right? And so, like, our cells like our body parts that have their own purpose in different things. We all have our different purposes. We all have our different journeys. But we need to look to the one who has that purpose already fashioned for us. Yeah? And like how our different body parts actually, you know, it communicates with the brain and how our brain communicates back to our body. Uh, that true different signals and neurons. <laughs> um, we are also the church, which is the body. And who is the head? Jesus Christ. So let's not look around. Let's look to the one who truly matters, the one who knows what he has got for you, what he has in store for you, and, and look to him. No need to compare. Just make room for Him. Make room for Him in your mind, in your heart, in everything that you do. Make room for Him. Maybe some of us here, you're saying, I've been looking, Lord, but why is everyone still ahead of me? I've been looking up to you, but where are you? Can I encourage you to keep hoping in God? Yeah. Let's turn to Romans eight twenty-four to thirty. Are you guys there? Yeah. If not, it's probably up here. <laughs> Romans eight twenty-four thirty. For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees, right? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Come on, friends, persevere in hope that God is in control. Amen? Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So when you feel like you're failing, you feel like you can't hope anymore, hey, ask the Holy Spirit to help you. 
Amen? Because He will help you. Now He who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because He makes intercessions for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. Amen? For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. Guys, we are predestined to be conformed to Jesus, to the image of Jesus. And he is the firstborn son, while we are all brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. Can you imagine that picture? So we all have our different journeys, but to be able to reach that destiny, that purpose that God has set for you, what do we need to do? We need to only just look to him and not look around. So keep hoping. Keep asking the Holy Spirit to help you because we are weak, but He is strong. He is able. He will help us in our weaknesses and know that whatever you go through, He's already got your story. He's already got you. That, that course that you're going through that's really difficult, hey, He's already got you. You feel weak. You feel not good enough. Hey, He's going to say, my power is perfect, made perfect in your weaknesses. Right? So give him room to use you for his glory. Amen? Let's do that, church. And even as I close, can I invite the worship team to come up? You know, the problem with comparison is this. If we don't look to Christ as the standard, comparison will result in two things. It either produces inferiority or superiority, which means we either feel better or worse about ourselves. And this sense of pride and insecurity, if not treated to, it will become an opening, a door for the enemy to come in, to, to take away our joy, to take away our sense of dependence on God, because we are full of pride, to take away the truth that God says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. So, you know, whenever you find yourself comparing to the standards of the world, tell yourself that you are not of this world, right? Don't be, be bothered by what the world defines as success as long as you know where your true treasure is, and that is in Jesus. Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.axchurch.uk. God bless.